Is this confirmation? Hello, and welcome back to Is This Confirmation? This is part two of Can You Lie to Yourself? Last time we discussed the different ways we can lie to ourselves and the effects that can have on our state of mind, on the decisions we make, and on those around us. And we left off with a question. How can we tell when we're lying to ourselves, and how can we change that behavior? Alana, what are your thoughts? One thing that's interesting that I was reading is that they all seem to agree that when it comes to self-deception, um, awareness is not something that's all or nothing. Like mm. our, we, we come with certain levels of awareness and we're able to process certain levels of awareness. I'm most fascinated with this article of research because there seems to be a lot of backlash against it. Mm. Um, well, in the article, it talks about how we subconsciously split like our knowledge into like the truth and what we want to be true. It splits those. And the unconscious is the, um, the truth. The rebuttal says, in genuine self-deception, people avoid doing things that they have an inkling might reveal what they do not want to know. Mm. suspecting something is not the same as knowing it to be true however as long as one does not find out the truth what one believes is not known to be false it's kind of what i was saying earlier right like when you're yeah. in that gray area where you don't know something to be categorically false or true mm -hmm. you can deceive yourself into thinking that okay well this rough interpretation i have of it is is the fact and so i'm just going to stick with that maybe yeah just jumping up what you said, um, there's this quote from um, the book Lies We Tell to Ourselves, The, Psycholo oh, the yeah. Psychology of Self-Deception by Dr. Courtney Warren. And in the in the kind of like the intro, she says that humans are excellent liars. We don't like to think of ourselves as capable of lying. It hurts too much to admit. So we lie to ourselves about that, too. Do you remember when we were talking about beliefs and lies um, and you're like, is every... Like you could argue that then like every belief is a lie because we don't actually know the truth. And then I then almost I, died. What was your response yeah. to it? And then my response is like, well, you could take the other way around. Like science is based on the belief that the world is orderly and that there are mm. patterns we can discover. But if that belief, if that like, fundamental belief is wrong, then like everything we know about science could be wrong. But so far, all of our kind of investigations have proved that there is order in the world that we can observe and we can make rules that kind of explain the things that we observe and explain the patterns and we can use those patterns based on phenomena that we haven't experienced yet to come up with new stuff so kind of like belief exists at kind of like every level of our society like money mm. is the belief that like things have value and that people will pay a certain amount of their value that they've accumulated to get other stuff right yeah so like there's like our fundamental like economic system isn't very tangible like you can have money in your pocket but at the end of the day it's just like some pieces of metal and paper it only has value because we believe that these things represent this commerce system that we've devised to exchange things amongst each other so 
if there's a belief in something, that also means there's like the tendency to disbelieve it, right? Yeah, I'd say that's true. So like then it boils down to what is what is a lie, Mesba? Well, one other way you could look at a belief is what is like a belief you could say it almost is like a theory, right? Like mm-hmm. the theory of gravity. It's a theory. Like there's obviously physical effects that we're trying to describe. Oh, but... why couldn't you have done a flat earther example? <laughs> David. Um, continue. Yeah. There's a theory of gravity, right? We used to describe the phenomenon we see. But um, we don't actually know if it's true or not. But what we can do is we can judge the theory based on its fruits, based on what it allows us to prove. So the same thing you could do with the theory of God. You can say, okay, well, what does a belief in God provide us that a non-belief in God would deprive us from? So we could look at like the writings, right? If we believe Mm -hmm. that these writings are from an all-knowing creator who's trying to educate us, then we could say that we should then abide by these, abide by these, and we can look at what are the implications of these principles. So like the oneness of humanity, the equality of men and women, these clearly have positive effects. And since they stem from that one theory that there is an all-knowing creator, we can kind of like provide these as supports that say that this this idea that we have is not just smoke and mirrors but actually has substantial effects on the way we think about humanity so for those of our listeners who don't have that religious understanding um you know whether by choice they you know have some bad experiences with religion and therefore they kind of subscribe to their own thing those that believe in multiple religions and things along those lines you know just the broad variety of people what does that look like from that perspective is it just you can't have unity and oneness of humankind without a belief in god or that a belief in everyone is like worthy of being equal i think it's the same idea it's like can you have gravity without believing in it yeah, of course you can. Like, you don't have to study something in order to still gain the effects of it. Mm-hmm. But by studying it and by trying to looking at the origins of these ideas, you can then come up with more theories. By looking at, I'm, I know I'm doing a bunch of science stuff. I'm an engineer. I'm sorry. But by looking at gravity, we then were able to come up with a lot of other theories about like space time and about like the universe. We're able to uncover like more fundamental understanding because we had this one kind of like theory. And you've heard these often like Newton's three laws of, of motion, right? These are like fundamental, they're obviously not directly related to gravity, but they're like fundamental things which then allow us to do so much more. To me, like one thing I've noticed is when you say the word religion, people automatically default to like following a bunch of rules written down in a book. Mm-hmm. And that's clearly not what the Baha'i faith is about. Like one of the key principles of the Baha'i faith is self-investigation of the truth, right? Using critical thinking. I just love the idea that God created humanity and he gave us the power to think critically and to have our own free will and to understand things at a very profound level. And so using that faculty is essential to actually understanding more about ourselves and about the world around us and even about what might come in a a next world. So regardless of what you believe in, you can still kind of like use the teachings from these different 
whether they be philosophers or they be religious um, sources, to put together a wider understanding of the world. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do this. I have a friend who has read like a bunch of different philosophers and different texts, and yeah. he's put together his own kind of like understanding of the way the world works. And from my perspective, being grown up as a Baha'i, I see the Baha'i faith kind of encouraging that practice, but then also reassuring that that there is also, if you come to the conclusion that there is a God and he sends messengers to educate us, then here's his latest message. Mm -hmm. And we can study this to try and get a better understanding of what there might be out there. Again, with the, uh, with the, with the perspective that we're, un we're trying to learn more about principles that help guide us, just like the principle that truthfulness is the foundation of all virtues, rather than, hey, you better not lie, otherwise you're going to burn in hell. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think another purpose we can provide is, is like we're, we're including people by sharing our perspectives as Baha'is. Mm -hmm. And so someone who maybe has only seen religion as a very strict set of rules that they have to follow might be able to see, oh, maybe there's something else. There's another approach that a belief mm -hmm. in God can still facilitate. Yeah, I see that. If we're going back on track, where did we leave off? <laughs> we left off at the idea that beliefs can be valuable when they provide extra, provide fruits. So the, oh, yeah. the consequence of that theory or that idea is something valuable. And to me, that kind of like differentiates a belief from just like an idea. It's like an idea is just like a thought. It's just like it could just be very temporary. You just think of something and it could disappear. But a belief is something that fundamentally changes the way you act. And it allows for more paths to open up or Actually, different lens that you can see the world. It's hilarious you kind of bring that up because... In the, okay, so the paradox is knowing that one cannot deceive itself into believing something while simultaneously knowing it is false. Um, and they, in the idea that awareness is not all or nothing, um, self-splitting happens where you create a conscious and a subconscious self. Right, by like burying truth in the subconscious and putting the thing you want to believe in the conscious. Yeah, and they're talking about that deep down, people really know what they believe. And when you reunite those two selves, it creates this idea that one cannot deceive and be deceived at the same time. But the original study talked about how conscious has X amount of time to remember the falseness. So that way it can shut down the truth one thing you said like your subconscious kind of knows the truth mm -hmm. and your conscious is the one that holds the lie and so i was thinking about like how do we find out that we're like lying to ourselves and how do we identify that <laughs> i was reading this article and they're like the, kind of like the three main areas is looking at your emotions your thoughts and your behaviors and trying to think kind of like more critically about like, why are you feeling a certain way? What are like the motivations behind your behavior? And like, where are your thoughts come of, kind of coming from? Are they bait? Like, what are you using to justify the thoughts that you have? And to me, like the underlying kind of theme is the idea of reflection. Mm -hmm. 
taking time to actually pause and analyze the way you've been conducting yourself, the patterns of your thought, the way you act towards other people, and try to notice the inconsistencies between these different things, between like where you want to be versus where you are, and the things you say versus the things you kind of like really mean. And then maybe you'll, you'll notice that if those things are in conflict or you're, you have this feeling that there is some sort of like tension between these different aspects, that there's some maybe underlying thing that might actually be false that is causing this like these dichotomies in your mind. So this is really interesting to me, Mesba. Yeah, Alana? And I don't know what's in the air right now, but over the past couple months one of the things i've been working on is creating a deeper awareness in myself and my emotions myself my thoughts um do my thoughts and behaviors match up things along those lines do i follow through with what what i say Hmm. you know whatever and i was reading a book called the happiness project um i'm actually going to be doing a post on this soon on my main page so if anyone wants to check it out. You're doing a shameless self-plug? My yeah, goodness. I'm plugging myself. Anyway. Wait, what's the book called? It's called The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. In her project, she talked a lot about mindfulness and how that created a sense of, you know, developing inner knowledge and knowledge of herself and the truth around her. As you were talking, I was like, is this confirmation? <laughs> yeah. Because what it what it what that made me realize is that how often can we tell ourselves and follow through and really think about this? How often do we take ourselves into account each day? How mm. often do we reflect on our actions and create this sense of inner knowledge, inner awareness, investigation for truth, and mindfulness to stop ourselves from deceiving ourselves and lying to ourselves and therefore lying to other people? And all the reading that I've done up to now and this podcast, I was like, is this confirmation, Mesba? I think it is. Okay. That's insane. I think I think that's uh, that was a fun <laughs> dive into lying and deception and beliefs and I really liked that and reflection and behavior and patterns of thought. So as as we wrap up this week's wonderful podcast, um, do we have anything that we want our listeners to take home with them? I think it would be cool to hear from others, like mm-hmm. what they think, um, common um, lies that they've had to like get over in their past, things that they've had to like change, um, what they've done to actually identify these inconsistencies, negative self-deceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if if you'd like, you can uh, leave a little post. We're going to post this announcement for this podcast on instagram and you can leave Mm -hmm. your comments directly over there or you can message us directly either one and um if if we get enough we'll try and respond to uh those in our next episode but thanks for listening and we'll uh, see you guys in the next one all right 
Bye, guys. That's our episode. Thanks for listening. Is This Confirmation is created by Alana Petrich and Mespa Molavi. Learn more at isthisconfirmation.com.